You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Hey, just relax, amigo. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. I don't want to talk to you. Now you bring in the television cameras in here now. Come on, bring it in. Can't do that. Why? I don't deal with psychos. I put them away. I ain't no psycho, man. I'm a hero. You're looking at a fucking hunter. I'm a hero of the new world. Your disease, and I'm the cure. Just like Marion Cobretti is the cure for crime in Los Angeles, we're the cure for your commute or whatever it is, your bath time, your mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you do and listen to this podcast. You're not used to saying that because you're about to get rid of yours. Exactly. I haven't mowed my grass in like a year. So. Okay. Not that it's a jungle out there for the people that are listening. I don't even know. I mean, I think the technical term would be forest at this point. Yeah. It's no longer a field. It's definitely a... Mine's all clovers. Rainforest, perhaps. <laughs> Dense jungle. I'm not sure the exact classification. When it's actually taller than your head. What that <laughs> but anyway, welcome back, everybody. Episode 107 of 80s Revisited as we talk about the Stallone 1986 classic, question mark, <laughs> Cobra. Nothing to do with G.I. Joe or Snake. Excuse me, Snakes for that matter. There's really nothing in this film except that his last name's Cobretti. And his nickname's Cobra. He has that tattoo. Did he have a tattoo? Are you thinking of Snake Plissken? No. Maybe. I I don't remember. (laughs) If you remember, then you know, good on you. But anyway, uh, released May 23rd, 1986. IMDb gives it a 5.6. Rotten Tomatoes Mm. critics, 13%. 41% audience. So it is a classic. To some. (laughs) To 41% of the people that saw it. I see it has six nominations. Uh, Oh, all Razzies. (laughs) Worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, worst supporting actor, worst screenplay, and worst new star. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> no winners, though. Hey, you know, there's no We're all bad winners publicity, right? That. <laughs> but I, no information on the exact budget of this film. Uh, however, it opened at $6.6 million, uh, domestically grossed $49 million. Worldwide, however, $160 million, so it was... In 1986 dollars, it was a pretty big blockbuster. Uh, Reynolds brought in an additional $28 million, which is more than half of what it made at the box office. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by George Cosmatos. He's a veteran of the podcast, as he directed the movie that featured the winner of our 100-character showdown, mm. Rambo 2. Of course, written by James Cameron. Uh, and also the Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell classic, Tombstone. Yes. So... He's, so he's capable of good things. Yes. Uh, and honestly, I w- the, di- the direction of this movie isn't bad. I think it has a, the movie has a, a definite aesthetic to it, a look to it, a feel to it. But we'll get to th- That's about all I can say. Is it 80s <laughs> testosterone? Is, is that the no. look and feel? No. It's just oh. dirty 80s. Well, that's what I got from it. That's good. I, I mean, don't know. That clip was pretty epic. It was. The, I mean, the, <laughs> we'll, we'll get, let me finish the catch. We'll get it to it. Sure, uh, sure. Real quick. Nice. Uh, Written, uh, Stallone wrote it. It was this was actually based on a novel by Paula Gosling, no relation to Ryan. 
Uh, of course, the man himself, Sliced Alone, played Marion Cabretti. Uh, of course, from Rambo 1 through 4 and Rocky 1 through 6. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger, Tango and Cash, Lockup, Skate Plan, Expendables 1 through 3, and the upcoming 4 in post pre production. Uh, the still at this time lovely Brigitte Nielsen from last. Uh, Rocky, yeah, Rocky Four was last episode. Uh, from last episode as well, uh, she was Ingrid, of course, from Rocky Four, Red Sanja, and a short-lived marriage to Stallone. And Brian Thompson was the the serial killer in the film, the Night Slasher. He was also in the X Files. He was one of the Germans in the Three Amigos, and also uh, he was Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, right, where most people will probably recognize him from. Oh, he was also one of the uh, punks in the beginning of the Terminator at. Uh, the, uh, what's the observatory, babe, in Los Angeles? In Griffith, Griffith Park Observatory. There we go. <laughs> it is, it's a play. It's, it's named after the place it resides. But him, yeah, and, along with uh, Bill Paxton, uh, he's one of the punks in that scene. Uh, not really a big cast in this one. Uh, the only person to note was uh, Rennie Santoni. He was Sergeant Gonzalez. He was also in Dirty Harry and Rain Man. Hmm. But yeah, uh, this film was one that I didn't grow up on, but it came on TBS. So it was just <laughs> of like. Of course it did. Like, of course, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, TBS and TNT were like t- testosterone broadcast system station, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so all these great movies from the '80s were most of them repeatedly broadcast on TBS. Uh, but watching it now, this one, <laughs> I, I know why this one didn't ha- ever have a special place in my heart, like <laughs> Rambo or Rocky or yeah, you know, any of the other ones. It's just, it's not bad. It's just. There's not really good. nothing to it. It's not good, yeah. The beginning in the supermarket is awesome. And then it kind of goes downhill, and you got the the fist fight in the uh, still mill. And then it's like, okay, yeah. It in, it starts strong and ends strong, but the middle's just dumb. It's really <laughs> dumb. Like, uh, I mean, Stallone's good in it. I mean, he's a char- you know, He's definitely a character, but it's... So wait, this is a novel? It, it was, was a, a novel. novel. <laughs> I wonder how that read. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He snuck through the <laughs> through the supermarket, well, I'm sure moving the, the wine bottles out of the way. This is Stallone's indulgence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Speaking of the novel, here's an interesting fact. And this movie was there's a, a ton of the stuff we're going to get into about it is a lot of Stallone's ego, how big it was at this point in mm-hmm. his career. But uh, he did Stallone insist or tried to get the author Paula Gosling that once the movie came out, when they reissued the book, you know, obviously with his picture on the front because yeah. the, the the novel that inspired the movie, uh, that he'd be given credit as co-writer. Of what? the novel, which he didn't write at all, uh. <laughs> but he just wrote the screenplay for the movie. And of course, wow. she said she said no. He actually took her out to dinner, to like, and brought this up. That's such a sleazeball, like wow, villain move in a movie. That's you know? really terrible. Like, is this happening? <laughs> hey, Stallone, it's eighty Stallone, cocaine fueled and steroid fueled. Someone must have said yes at some point. I wonder what that pitch sounded like. Hey, hey you, you know, know. the book you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh. You're gonna put my name on it. Because I'm the writer now. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no. And he's like, he puts on the sunglasses, puts the matchstick in his mouth, yeah. says some <laughs> stupid quip like the beginning of the film. And she's still like, no, no, take off your stupid glasses. Like, I wonder if there was any buttering up. Oh, I'm sure. Like, like I'll buy you a kitten. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll pay for half of the dessert. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go Dutch on the bill. <laughs> if you give me, I'll say that you. I wrote this book. But, uh. As as a kid, the thing I remember most, always remembered most about the film was his car, mm. and mm-hmm. you know, and nowadays it's really nothing special. It's it's, it's a old. Uh, let me. I actually wrote it down, or typed it down to be specific. You couldn't uh, remember. It's a uh, 1950 Mercury. 
You didn't remember it? Mercury Monterey, maybe? That's it. Yeah. But uh, I always love the car. Even today, it's still a cool, you know, older, obviously older style car. But it that car kicks some ass in this film. Definitely mm. the high point of it. Uh, but there's, like I said, revisiting it, this one really just, just kind of like, yeah, let's go to the next, the film we're doing next week. And, you know, <laughs> this, it's, just go to YouTube and watch the final showdown and the intro. And that's all mm. you need. Yeah. That, like, it could, it could be a short film of just that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> well, you slept through the half of it. I had to tell you what Yeah, was the going. middle. <laughs> but uh, it's funny, too, because uh, you know, this is a lot of people. I think this is a, a, one of those films that a lot of people remember from when they were kids, but they haven't seen it since. And really just kind of remember one thing about it and, and thought, remember how like awesome that one thing was. Awesome knife. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if this final showdown or whatever inspired the end of Terminator because like this movie didn't do so well and they were like yeah but it looked really cool on film when they fought in the still mill well, so we I mean, gotta use it so people it can see it could be and yeah. Cameron was like Cameron could have been like hmm I yeah, like that idea because like if this movie didn't get seen as much you know Terminator did I mean this like, film it's unfair to say this film was a flop I mean it made 160 worldwide it wasn't a blockbuster, yeah. but it still yeah. made... I mean, that's... Okay, this is... Again, excuse me. This but like, is, you have those thoughts where you watch a movie that oh, is course. not a very popular movie, and you're like, yeah, but that looks really yeah. cool. And Someone they totally that. stole that in another yeah. movie. Like, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier See, off the look, podcast, like got music. got the big hooks and the fire and the... And, like, he's holding a knife that <laughs> looks like the T-1000's blades. Well, I wouldn't I'm that just far. being facetious. <laughs> but uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah. But anyway... See, I, I totally drew a blank because we're talking... Sorry. No, well, I'm sorry. 1986. Again, we've talked about this year before on the podcast. This is the year of more of the most iconic 80s movies of all time. Really? Pretty much. 86 is probably I mean, I arguably the greatest then, so. year in film history. Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun was not 86, was it? Jesse, if you please. Top Gun, Aliens, Platoon, Transformers the Movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Stand By Me, Crocodile Nitty, The Fly, Damn. Star Trek V, The Mission, Labyrinth. This is uh, the best year Blue ever. Velvet. Uh, <laughs> little Shop of Horrors, Big Trouble in Little China, oh, Howard God. the Duck. 86 was one of the greatest years in cinema history. It, Highlander. Back to school. Three Amigos, American Tale. Look, goes we have on a whole list on. of movies and we need to watch we now. We should have just done this podcast as 1986, 1986 Revisited. The Wraith, a veteran of the podcast, as the Money Pit. Oh, Money Pit's good. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Speaking of cars. Yeah. And a subtle hint at what this year's Halloween theme will be. But that is another Cars? story. Shut the hell up! <laughs> Don't give any clues. You give the clues. I'm just that, guessing. No, no, I gave a subtle clue. Then you just kind of like kicked the door down. Cars. Well, because I was just <laughs> guessing off of the clue you gave. You don't guess. You already know. I didn't Trucks. know. You totally, uh, Jesse. <laughs> I gotta change oh, everything wait, now. Even Pretty in Pink. Pretty yes. in Pink was '86. '86 yep. is arguably and the greatest year me. in film history. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna pick girl movies off of this list. Okay, uh, Short Circuit. No, Pretty in Pink. Platoon. No, we did that one already. No, Pretty in Pink. Yeah, Pretty in Pink. Labyrinth. I'm kidding. Nine and a half weeks. Yeah. Kim Basinger. I don't know. It's a girl movie, isn't it? (laughs) Pretty girl. (laughs) I don't think that's a girl movie. Flight of the Navigator. That's another good one for you. yeah. I love that movie. Hannah and her sisters. That's got to be a girl movie. I don't know what that is. It's I wasn't born yet. Poltergeist 2. Eh. Peggy American Sue got married. Tale? I mean, you can watch that. Iron, Iron Eagle, Eagle, you love that movie. I love that movie. Delta Force and Critters. It just, see? I don't, Milo and Otis. No. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. Jason Lives. No. Like, 
Yes. No. Like basically, you could almost take uh, any like house. if someone said we pick should do a, house. Pick a year. It's the worst movie ever. And like mm-hmm. just where you have to watch a random movie from that year. Your best bet is to say 1986. Just well, somebody, I will from now well, on. You yeah. could always roll like a hundred sided die and see what comes up. There you go. That's do you have one on you brilliant. for yeah sure. Which Random board? <laughs> number if we were doing, if we played this, this is a game you can play at home. Go to nineteen eighty <laughs> on IMDb, roll a hundred sided die, and then whatever number comes 30, up. That's you know, you not everyone watch. has those, right? It's just nerds like hey, you guys. Hey, you got hey, dude, he just went to the internet and did it right on the internet. He didn't need a real dice. The wraith, which we were. <laughs> no, so there you go. No, go listen no. to that try episode. Again, try again. <laughs> and, and watch the wraith. I mean, this is off topic, guys, but that's okay. It's still fun. <laughs> That's actually a fun game, though. Like, you guys know if, we if don't, you don't know what Something movie you wild. Watch. I don't know what that is. Me either. I don't like your number oh, generation. You should have stuck it. with the Wraith. That's what came up. It. But it's got a 6.8 on IMDb, All which right, isn't a necessarily bad score. Back to Cobra. It has the same cover as uh, Drop Dead Fred. It does. <laughs> <laughs> she has the same haircut, too. And I, I, I think it's a yellow background. <laughs> that is very similar. Is it actually? Jeff Daniels, Melanie Griffith. Hey, that's a good cast. Yeah. 80s Melanie Griffith before she looked like, you know, that chick people. from Brazil. There's a lot more people. Those are the two leads. If your two leads are solid, you're pretty good most of the time. <laughs> this guy directed all these movies. Is that direct? Is it Jonathan Dim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Academy Award winning director. Uh, that was your random role. And rated R. There you go. So you know it's going to be a raunchy 80s. Uh, go back real quick. Sex wrong. What was it? Was it a drama or a comedy? <laughs> you really had to comedy earn crime that R rating back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, Robocop was rated R. It's almost uh-huh. a seven. That's pretty high. On IMDb. That's real. Like, so. And Cobra. Add that to the list. <laughs> Something wild coming there up. There we go. But anyway, I'm a random number generator. Anyway, uh, had you ever seen Cobra Bay before we watched yes. it? Yes. And what do you remember from it? Just the car or the car, anything? Yeah. Uh, good answer, Jesse. Had you ever seen Cobra? Or I don't believe so. It was definitely one that uh, mind. the only much like like we said before the only thing I remembered about it was the car and the and the VHS cover like the painted yeah. picture of him with a Uzi that has like a flame coming out of it or something. It's really very weird. unusual. <laughs> but then you watch it like oh I remember this little part I remember this part but it's like the cover of one of those romance novels only like geared for towards dudes men. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. But anyway, wow. and I want to take our listeners back to when we did Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. If you remember, one of the pieces of trivia that we had talked about on that, was that how they originally wanted Stallone to be Axel Foley. Mm. But he wanted to do it, take it a different direction, didn't like the script. So they got Eddie Murphy, and Beverly Hills Cop was one of the most successful films of the year. Uh, Basically, Cobra is what Stallone wanted to do. Mm. (laughs) This is Stallone Hills Cop. Or some other clever quip, more clever quip than that. We get it. If Stallone had been Beverly Hills Cop, you basically got Cobra. And we always like to talk on the podcast, too. Like, oh, we'd love to see that version of the movie. You know, how it would have turned out. We basically get that with this film as being Stallone's version of Beverly Hills Cop. Is there any comedy in this movie? Just his bad one-liners. Oh, man. I mean, he thinks it's funny. Right. (laughs) It's hilarious. Because he wrote it. Yeah. (laughs) The movie's great on one hand because he plays it so serious. His like character, he really believes this is a good His character movie. is is one hundred percent serious about protecting this chick and stopping crime, but yeah. then he says With the absolute like gloves. Arnold gets a bad rap for one liners, you know, and he doesn't have you know not every single one liner he has is amazing, but he you can you can name them off the top of your head Arnold's one liners because they're so classic. Mm-hmm. At least they sort of fit. But Stallone's in this movie is he's he's a walking cliche of one liners. Like everything he says is a one liner. And uh, one of the funniest things I thought was he pulled. Remember he pulls up to his apartment, 
and uh, it looks like trash from the outside, like a back alley going upstairs. And he goes in. It's this nice, like almost oh, loft yeah. looking apartment. It's like Miami Vice. It looks style. modern, and like he's like all grungy. But then you look out the window, and there's a beach. So, hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> but that's not saying it's a bad movie. It's it's not a great I movie. Mean, you can say that if you'd like. I wouldn't say it's bad. It, it does. It uh, for every. It's one I of those mean, films that for everything. It, for one thing, it does good. It does something bad. So it never like kind of three things. I wouldn't say that necessarily. Like I said, go watch. Just go to YouTube. Watch the intro. Watch the end. That's the movie. That's all you really need. But anyway, uh, that's what I did. And, <laughs> like and, and, just and now. We, saved, we saved you uh, an hour and twenty minutes of your life. Nice. The car chase is decent. You know, it's not like a Ronin or French also connection. Also on YouTube. But yeah, just there you go. You hit the high points. Yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, this is this is pretty cool backstory. A lot of the, lot of the trivia for the film deals with the backstory of it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the movie, his character's name is Marion Cobretti. He's Mary. His name's Marion. Doesn't sound you know for like that's kind of a like odd the maid. Name. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Robin Hood's paramour. But uh, no. the reason he's named Marion. It, we know, baby. Ma- yes. Maid Marion has an A, yeah, and Marion, yeah. the boy name, has an O. We're clear on that. Great. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> you know, at I first said. it's like, that's an odd name for a hero. Well, Jesus if you think about it, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, how most action heroes, their names are John. John Matrix, yeah. John Rambo, John McClane. Uh, well, he didn't want to, I guess he was thinking about naming him John, but he didn't. But he named him Marion because Marion is the real name of John Wayne. Oh, nice. So, so he's still kind of dead. Basically, <laughs> he did a, he did the Stallone version of naming the character a badass right, name, just like the Beverly Hills thing. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> we know the good version, and then he went with the other. because yeah. I mean, there's a reason John Wayne changed his name from right. Marion to John, and then Stallone's like, "I'm taking it back. Take it back. I want to make Marion a good name again." <laughs> and if your name's Marion, hey, badass. Yeah. You're named after John Wayne and Marion Cabretti. There you go. You know, I mean, you could have been named after John Rambo, John McClane, or John Matrix, but hey. We you advise know, you to go by John for now. Yeah, yeah. Just, just pull a Duke and, you know, like, yeah. hey, Mary, no, it's John now. Yeah. 80s John, visited, Wayne, whatever. So. And it's gospel. <laughs> yep. Uh, when, oh, and I already mentioned the Beverly Hills thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is interesting because the movie's about an hour, like, right under an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 27 minutes kind of thing, almost really? a comedy it length. It felt way longer. That's because the middle's so boring. This chase scene seems. Way yeah, I feel than like you've been minutes. watching this for about an hour. <laughs> the chasing is actually pretty good, except that he crashes the car for no reason because he obviously could have gone around that obstruction. Right. When you're watching the video, but uh, car would have been out commission a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. There's a very rare work print that fa- the 41 percent that really really loves the movie that uh, kind of a bootleg version. Uh, it's basically got 30 to 40 minutes of extra scenes which are not in any other version, and most of those are the extended scenes of violence that were cut. So it didn't get rated X. Because back in the 80s, it was more so your movies are going to get rated X because of violence, which we just watched this week's episode of The Walking Dead, which is as gory as any movie from the 80s, but it's on network television now. Yeah. And this that was stuff that was getting cut out of feature films at theaters because of excessive violence. Yep. So how the times have changed. Mm. Uh and this was pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of Nicholas Winding Refn. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. It's spelled R-E-F-N. But he's the director of Drive, Bronson, uh, Bronson uh, Valhalla Rising. Uh, of course, Drive was a phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a huge fan of this movie. Uh, 
And in fact, in Drive, Ryan Gosling's character has a toothpick in his mouth a yes, couple times, does. which mm. it's a subtle reference that Reffin did to Cobra, even though Cobra has a match. Huh. But that was just kind of his little, his personal nod to Cobra. Right. And one thing, like, because uh, one thing I really like about Drive is that it really has a tone to it, has a feel to it. Like, it has a cohesive, like, world. It feels like it's real. Uh, if, you know, if, if that idea is coming through. Cobra, for all its failings, it does feel like it's it's kind of dirty, it's gritty. It looks and feels like the story it's telling, even though it's told disjointedly. If that yeah. makes any sense. So I can you can definitely kind of see the similarities between, especially those two films. Although one should have been the best picture of the year, and the other one, you know, is $5 Walmart DVD bin. <laughs> Uh, this was now we talk, I mentioned how like this was Stallone's ego was kind of out of control mm-hmm. at this point point. and granted this is 86 this is post uh, I'm not sure if it's post Rambo 2 just yet it might be it's the same year I believe uh, but it's definitely post uh, my phone's not on silent sorry <laughs> I think I found a transformer but uh Rambo 2 80, oh actually it is this is after Rambo 2 yeah. this is after Rocky 3 so he's like on fire right yeah, now. Yeah, this is this is peak Stallone, yeah. pretty much, uh, and so you know operating at full on movie star mode. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is post rhinestone. What? <laughs> well, luckily, first uh, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Rambo came out two, and Rocky Four came out after that. So it kind of people were able to forget about rhinestone. <laughs> Remind me, we need to close this episode with him singing. Yes. Uh, so the, stay tuned. Everybody for that. can say they've heard it, but. Uh, uh, one time during filming, Stallone actually complained to the cinematographer Rick Waite that they are that the crew's falling behind. They're falling down on production schedule, and they need to. He needs to push his crew, and they need to do more. Well, Waite's answer to Stallone again. This is peak era Stallone. Uh, was that uh, he pretty much told Stallone that he should stop playing around on set with Brigitte, get his hands off her ass, and stop showing off to his bodyguards, and maybe they won't have so many problems with time. <laughs> and Stallone actually straightened up for a bit after that. Wow, like. He didn't deck, for like a you know, good two hours. He was sober. <laughs> like you, I mean, let's face it. You said that to Russell Crowe, he'd beat the shit out of you. Right. Christian Bale would verbally assault you. To his credit, Sloan, I guess, took it to heart and said, like, yo, maybe I need, maybe I need it. Like, okay, I won't touch Bridget's ass for two hours. We're gonna get this shot done. <laughs> but uh, let's see. He did say uh, that despite his ego, Sloan had a great sense of humor, and he also confirmed a famous rumor that Stallone was actually pretty much the one directing the film. Uh, I mean, yeah, because he was directing before that. Yeah, so. I mean, he was he's an experienced on all fronts of the yeah. film world at, at this point. Uh, and the, it was kind of similar to the uh, the uh, the Poltergeist thing, how Tobe Hooper is considered, you know, is labeled as the director, and most people say he did most of the directing, but then, like, there's other people that were on set saying, no, Spielberg yeah. was on set t- calling the shots. Yeah. He's here yeah. all the time, blah, blah, blah. But according to Directors Guild of, of America's you know, to get that director credit on the title, there has to be a certain amount of involvement. So he has it on there. Not to say there ain't some stuff, but I, know, I mean, based on these same stories, if Stallone did do much of the directing work, to where if he had the audacity to tell the author to put his name on it, he'd say, "No, I'm get, no, I'm the director." Yeah. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. Either way. Uh, this and here's another thing about Stallone on this film. Uh, when the night near, near the end, right before the final climactic battle, uh, the night slasher Brian Thompson has a kind of a monologue. Like, we do this for the new world order, for the new world, blah 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 blah. He actually is delivering those lines to a script girl because Stallone was too busy watching the end of a base, uh, basketball game in his trailer wow. to be on set for <laughs> him to read his line. Wow. So yeah, 
but now he doesn't sound like a director. <laughs> and now, uh, well, so uh, none of the minor cast was allowed to talk to Stallone at uh, all during yeah, filming. You told me that. Jeez. Which that seems that seems to be a, kind of a common thing. Yeah. Like among a lot of the bigger names. And on one hand, I understand it. Who makes it. that rule, though? You think I guess he made they, that rule? Well, I guess for the minor cast, <laughs> it pro- I mean, he probably did. But you know, when you're talking to the people that are there on SAG rate, min rate, yeah, do not when when Stallone comes in, you know, when Mister Stallone comes onto the set, do not address him. Yeah, you know, and of course, when you're a SAG actor like that, you're like, mm-hmm, you just nod your head and you know, play dead. <laughs> not like. Well, I mean, you want to believe it's because they're in character, and you don't want them to break character to be like signing autographs and telling, mm-hmm. like shooting the shit with like people that they're about to have to act around and in front of. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you're like, seriously, he doesn't want to say hi to you. He doesn't want to answer your questions. Don't ask him how his kids are. Like, just shut the fuck up and do your job. I think you're exactly <laughs> right in saying that, you know, a Gary Oldman or a, a, a Dave Day Lewis yeah. method actor, like, you know, don't talk to him. They're, they're, they stay well, in like character. Even Vincent D'Onofrio. But I think like, your other hand thing is wrong because Daniel Day Lewis, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, in popularity, but like... And I, and again, I'm not saying Stallone's a bad actor. I think he's a great actor, but he's not like a method actor like an Oldman or a De, uh, Day-Lewis or DiCaprio. Same know. sport or... Uh, <laughs> never Same mind. sport, different team? Is yeah. that what you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. I don't know where I was going with that. I'll go with what you said, because it was funny. So we'll keep that. But, but like, uh, like, I mean... Well, you work in a different arena, but, like, I go to work every day. I don't want a bunch of bitches coming up, like, how was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. Don't talk to me. I'm here to work. That's because you're antisocial. And I hate people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you're actors are antisocial and hate people. The ultimate, like, irony. You're an actor, <laughs> but you hate people. <laughs> These people like me. I just want to act. It's like Cobain syndrome. I just want to make music, but Joaquin I have to have Phoenix. fans? I have to have fans? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He hates people. He doesn't want to go to award shows. I mean, I don't love everybody, but I mean, it's not like... I do a lot of public stuff. Yeah, which is, that's fine, you know, like, Tom Hanks is out there, you know, in Carly Rae Jepsen videos and, you know, (laughs) seeing drunk people in bars and posing with them and stuff, you know? Well, see, that's the thing, though, like, when you're a public figure, when people approach you like that, you you are supposed to be obligated to be nice and cheerful and pose for their fucking pictures and sign their dumbass autographs. You don't want to do that while you're at work, too. Like, oh my god, can I have an autograph? So while you're going to work, you're like, seriously, just back up off me. It's like, you know, you see me, I'm eating, don't come exactly. up, talk to me, talk to me while sitting here, eating with my daughter. Also, you're the worst rapper <laughs> in the world. I couldn't think of the exact line. Not not, I'm not saying you're me. wrong. Yeah. Ah, uh, sorry. <sighs> There's a chance that somebody else came up with the role. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the director just telling everybody. Maybe it's yeah. a SAG rule. Stella's like, no one's talking to me. <laughs> He's watching the basketball game alone. But the thing, and, you know, in minor cast, I'm sure also includes extras because when I did some extra work, uh, when. Uh, Otherwise, a, they're lesser than minor cast. Yeah, but, but it was yeah. a film called The Last Time with Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser. And then, yeah. like, you know, the director would call are, cut, and wait, then some. Are you name dropping? Yes. One no, because I have to give a, a, I have to frame the reason this person said this. All right. So one. So George of the Jungle and Batman. Yes, are in a movie, and anyway. With you. Yes. <laughs> you were there. I, yeah, I was background talent. Uh, background face number three seven two. To eat like from craft services. No, they have. No, when you're when you're on a film set, the extras have their own area. Like you're away. You're not from, even allowed yeah. to eat with the. You people. have your own. Tent. Not the stars. Right. I mean, I've heard stories where stars have gone and ate with the extras, like. 
you know. I would never do that. Hanged out with Cuba Gooden Jr. all night. There you go. See, I mean, <laughs> there was no restrictions on that set though. Yeah. <laughs> there were, there were very few people. Imagine there. that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and the, then like Batman they, and George's Jungle. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get it. there. Walking to a bar. Walking to a bar. Trey's there. <laughs> Trey ducked. <laughs> Trey ducked. Yes. I'm sorry. That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> but uh, no, but anyway, uh, director calls cut, and then one of the you know dumbass extras is like, "Huh, that ain't like no mummy, is it?" What? What does that even mean? <laughs> exactly. The comment made See? no sense. He was just like saying, like basically yelling at Brendan Fraser, "It ain't like yeah. the mummy. You can't fight this." And the or, whole time they were rolling, he's like, "What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say?" What am I gonna say? <laughs> he was <laughs> exactly. He was that kind of person. Like he was just waiting, waiting, and then. <laughs> and yet they keep filming movies here. Tax credits. There's, there are assholes everywhere. Yes. And extras are assholes. Like, <laughs> I mean, that guy period. doesn't sound like an asshole. He sounds like a jerk-off. Well, okay. There are jerk-offs everywhere. <laughs> also, when, whenever uh, any a low-budget film like what Jesse does or uh, the biggest-budget film, when you get extras, you're getting... You don't know what you're fucking getting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I've, you know, I've done like it twice. It's like grab bag. I've done it twice and I hated it. It was cool to like see it from that perspective. It was like, nah, you can't that's leave. not for me. I did it till I hated it. Yeah. It, so took, like it took me two. Three times. The first two times were actually <laughs> decent. Like I was in the. I felt like I was somebody on those. But the third time, you're just cattle call. I was like, yeah, yeah, cattle uh, call. Yeah. That's it, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I've heard horror but it was stories. Jeff Bridges, so that was fun to watch. I mean, I, I would go I through hell to him. watch Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, like it was cool. And like too. you were telling me, like what he was doing, like yeah. giving different. Like that's to me. That is. You didn't have to pay me. Just let me sit and yeah. watch. That's what it was. Like that's yeah. just that's let me fine. talk to you one time. The worst part is Justin Timberlake was also there, so <laughs> and no was, singing. That was not as fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like you, you get. So extra. they had like fences and like bitches with signs. Like uh, he, he was in the back. Like after they yelled, "Cut!" He was like, "That's not in a big Lebowski, is it?" I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, uh, even Timberlake does it. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> But, uh, like, like, for example, too, like, my mom was on that movie, and she actually got to be, like, what they call a featured extra. She didn't have a line, but she, like, was acknowledged was, like, right and, here. like, greeted by the, by the yeah, cast. Yeah, that's what I was, too. And uh, <laughs> Daniel Stern was on the movie. Yeah, it was a CSI. And mom said that Daniel Stern was incredibly nice. Like, when he had to use profanity, he apologized to the women, like, after the take. Like, sorry, you had to hear that. Like, get, like, go, uh, an expli- explicit, uh, expletive rant. Did Mr. Like, T do that after he? Like, no, Mr. T doesn't cuss because his, if his mama find out, mama would kick his ass. Yeah, but he was still saying all those sexist things. Anyway, that's a different. But you movie. saw what happened with that. It's still relevant. It's a Stallone movie. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a Mr. T movie. <laughs> Mr. T had a cereal and a cartoon. That's a, that's the extent of his fame. And he got the headline WrestleMania. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania one, yeah, because it was him. Big and deal Hogan. to get your own breakfast cereal. It is his. Like we said before, his cereal <laughs> was the shit. I have fond memories of it. You and found it on uh, Amazon or eBay? I think you did. No, that was your mom. Because you were making such oh, a yeah, fuss no. about it. She was looking it no, up. No, hold on. Again, my wife exaggerates. I mentioned it. And then mom's like, oh, look, oh, I found it right here. I'm like, you want me to get it for you? I'm like, hell like, no, I don't want you to get it for me. a squeaky, whiny voice about how oh, your dreams God, are crushed. Oh, no, that's so not true. Because you can't have Mr. T anymore or something. <laughs> my love, you're what's called an unreliable narrator. Because... <laughs> In previous episodes, we have on tape how you twisted the truth from earlier in the podcast at the end to try to frame me in a bad light. Not that you did intentionally. You just have a different... No, I probably did so it like, intentionally. Maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> Another item number 72 on my list to send to my lawyer. I can tell the Halloween story again. Which one? 
Oh no, no, <laughs> that's so, that is so untrue. Yeah, but it's funny. It's not for people on this podcast because there might be children listening. All right, well, for the children. Yes. No, no, not for the children. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I won't say it because of the children. And if you ever hear the ho- this Halloween story she's talking about, it's not 100% not true. But it's, it's funny the way I tell it. No, no, it. it wasn't any of the past few years. It was, yeah. the, it was, it the, was the, at your house. Yeah, the, it was the last big party at you and, uh, the, you and Matt the did. Garage? With, yeah, the garage. Basically, okay, in a nutshell, <laughs> my wife says that I vomited all over my junk when I was using the bathroom. That's not true. You vomited on your penis because you were so drunk. No, I did not vomit. I did vomit, but I didn't vomit all over myself. See, what happened was... That is a lie. He was, no, just say he it was, was really, true because really it's drunk. so huge. He was really, really drunk. I was having it a drive It is so home. small, it is absolutely impossible <laughs> for me to vomit on. I'm and okay with that, though. He went to urinate by a tree before we got in the car, uh-huh. and he's holding himself up on the tree. And he's got his junk out, and then he just starts puking. I'm fairly certain he vomited all over his penis. Oh, but I didn't. no confirmation. Yeah, I'm yeah, not see, going, she just said it. She just said it. Fairly Verbal kung certain. fu. So drunk, vomited on penis no. while drunk urinating. No. At a friend's house. Anyway, to quote Autumn, back to Cobra. Back to Cobra. Not oh, true. Yeah, that's right. Your, your story's already wrong because it wasn't on a tree. It was right by the car. And I leaned over and to my right and just bleh. You know, to tell If anything, story, it got on your car. Anyway. It was your car, sweetness. I don't care. Yeah, you drove home, like so at that moment it was your car. years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not that far. So uh, I'm sorry if that story ago. offended anybody, because we don't usually talk about such horrible, disgusting rumors. If the word penis offends rumors. you or your child. Baby, you... baby. Okay, look. On okay. this podcast, we don't say penis. We say cock or dick uh... or schlong or, you know, <laughs> dirty bishop. Dirty bishop. All right, I got that totally wrong. We don't use we don't use medical terms. They're just not fun. Okay. You know, so for future reference. All right. Anyway, the custom 1950 Mercury driven by Cobretti in the film was actually owned by Stallone, and the studio produced was. stunt doubles of the car to use in some of the action sequences, such as the jump. <laughs> so he's like, "Hey, um, can we make like four copies of exactly. my car so I can have four of my car?" That's exactly right. That's sure. Like, I want to use my car. Sure, Stallone. But, uh, we'll do that for you. We don't want to break my car, so. There you go. And then if there's any left over, I'm just going to take those home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is interesting, too. I thought the, uh, one of the greatest musical artists of the 80s, Stan Bush. What? We talked about this the other, when we talked about Mad <laughs> Descent and that, uh, and that whole uh, mix song that you hate, that you thought I listened to on repeat, but it was just so long. Actually, that's the perfect one to play, because that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, 15 seconds. After this <laughs> ad. But anyway... Uh, the song The Touch from Transformers the movie, the animated movie, uh, was originally written for Cobra. Oh, wow. And I will say this too, the, uh, you know, a lot of 80s action movies have like that almost bizarre power ballad in them at some point. Yes. But it's kind of an 80s movie thing. The, the one in Cobra is so bad. just weird. It's, it's, it's just bizarre. It doesn't like do anything. Is that a keyboard or is that like an electric synthesizer or are those the same thing? Could be the same thing. Did you say keyboard or guitar? I said keyboard. Okay. Either because way, it could produce the same sound. Yeah. But uh, also, rounding out the trivia. Oh, 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 the, the novel it was based on. I did write that down. I'm sorry. I, thought, I can't wait to read it. It's called Fair um, Game. I'm just excited. And you might be like, that name sounds familiar. Well, it should because that's the same. It's this same story and book is what was based, is what the uh, 1995 Cindy Crawford, William Baldwin film Fair Game was also based on. <laughs> Because they were like the first time it was bad, so we're gonna try again. And failed even more. <laughs> but uh. She never acted again. 
mm, not in like a starring role because I mean I remember Except that, in infomercials. Yeah, stuff like that or like bit actor. parts maybe because I remember the big deal about that movie was it was starring Cindy Crawford, and that's why every other dude in school wanted to go see it because Cindy Crawford was in it. The <laughs> only reason. Uh, the main reason why Cobra suffered heavily in re-editing, how we, I mentioned before, how there's like a bootleg cut that's 30 to 40 minutes longer, Blech. was because uh, after Top Gun came out, it was such a big hit. Stallone and Warner Brothers, they thought Cobra wouldn't be as successful, which they were right. But they mm-hmm. thought it wouldn't be as successful because it would be so long. So they cut it down as much as they could so that there could be more uh, theatrical screenings per day to generate more money. Hmm. So that's why they actually cut it. That and X-rated stuff. Well, you know, as long as you're doing it for the money. Okay, now this is a, this is an important. This is probably the most important fact about this movie because it's going to be more relevant next when we talk about next week's movie. Okay. What do you think the body count on this film is? Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, multiply that by uh, or add fifty to that, and then you're 53. close. Fifty-three. Fifty-two. <laughs> really? Fifty-two people lose their lives in this film. I must wow. have slept through a bunch of it. Yeah, I was I was kind of shocked by the account too like i don't remember that many people dying but hmm. where were these people probably in that big shootout at the end where uh, he just fires his gun out the window and then they show eight bodies on the floor yeah that might be it <laughs> something like that but uh score wise revisiting this one as we said before uh i'd give it a five out of ten it's pretty much middle of the road not mm. terrible not fantastic go to youtube you can watch all the highlights and save yourself about an hour and ten minutes of time uh again this release may 23rd actually i'm sorry Autumn, what would you rate this film? Oh, from, I'm from not From your perspective. Going to. It's so bad you won't refuse to rate it? Yeah. Or you could even make up your own rating scale. Um, bunny rabbit. Okay. Autumn gives it a bunny rabbit. Whatever that means, <laughs> this gets a bunny rabbit. Uh, it's not as good as unicorn. Okay. Right. Yeah. So is there something between bunny rabbit and unicorn? Or is it pretty uh, much unicorn, unicorn or bunny rabbit? Unicorn's a 10. Turtle's a zero. <laughs> it's a bunny rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. The animal scale. Apparently, we're rating by speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, unicorns, unicorns, unicorns are very fast. Robot unicorn attack. Those things can True. go sub- supersonic speeds. Hmm. Right here. Uh, Side question. What's faster, a unicorn or a pegasus? I'll go with pegasus. Oh, land speed or airspeed? Well, see, eventually the land will end, and the pegasus just keeps going. And I then mean, you take we, average well, speed unicorn, around Are we talking parsecs swim. here or miles? Unicorns swim, though, so it's not like they would just well, like, sure stop where the land swim. ended. Yeah, but a Pegasus is going to fly over the sea a lot faster. I think than on a if, well, yeah, but like the 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 friction against the air, it's like swimming, so it's like water. not if he hits the Gulf Stream. <laughs> well, yeah, but then, but then <laughs> if the Gulf you're in the water, then you can hit the the. I think know, this can be settled by a simple the fact. Air stream as well. Aerodynamics. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's an airstream that he'll hit and get speed, but there's no, also no, the it, stream that actually water. makes Five miles an hour, that though. makes the Pegasus slower because oh, but it makes the turtle faster. That's true, because the air goes it's over the shell. When did the but turtle come in? The turtle's but not... Because turtle's like is a one. Yeah, right. a turtle's more aerodynamic, but it's, it, there's no way it's faster. A peg, <sighs> if, you, if you watch Clash of the Titans, Pegasus is more of a gliding and lift creature, almost like a helicopter. It really doesn't tend to have much speed. Are you whereas Googling a unicorn, what's <laughs> A unicorn can... Even if a unicorn's fast as a horse, it's probably a bit faster because of that horn cutting through the air, uh-huh. creating... Uh, uh, what do you call it in racing? The uh, slipstream that okay. allows it to move faster with less air resistance. So I will bet the unicorn. You can email us, 80srevisited at gmail.com. Or As to which one you think is faster. Get us on Twitter <laughs> at Or go to awesome Yahoo Pods Answers where this has already been discussed. And hashtag it, Fuck 80s Revisited. 
talk to us. Um, Let us know what you hey, think. Hey, there's no, a they're quiz. They're talking about which ones are better, not faster. Oh, uh, no. I don't care which one's better. Unicorns <laughs> win. Yeah. No uh, dispute. <laughs> anyway, Cobra released again May 23rd, 1986. Two days later, after Cobra tried to shatter box office records and made a decent amount of money but didn't achieve the heights of Top Gun. Get it? Pipe mm-hmm. plane. Okay, never mind. Take it back. It was dumb. Hands across America. Five million people form a human chain from New York City all the way to Long Beach, California to raise money to fight hunger and homelessness. Did so they, they do that in protest of this movie? Yeah, they no. weren't in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's probably just... They probably, probably just timed it wrong. Exactly. The they would have, like, uh, released it the week after Hands Across America. Uh-huh. They probably could have seen a 10, 20% increase in revenue. Yeah, yeah. Shame. You just gotta... Um, all I really so, think... Hands Across America. Did people really like just line up and hold hands? Yeah, it was a huge. It was a nationwide thing. When do we stop? <laughs> I feel weird. <laughs> I, I wish I could go back in time and see him do it. And like, I'm just standing like to the side. I'm just thinking, Red Rover, Red Rover, Trey's coming over, and just. I wish I just tase like... one, and then they all <laughs> they all fall down. Everybody's connected. Yeah, <laughs> five million people just dropped in. The greatest mass murder in history. Woohoo! <laughs> Can't they'll die ne- from they'll a never taser. catch you. It's a super like that video, like a super <laughs> electrocution thing. Yeah. Cattle prod? No, like something that would kill people. Oh, Enough voltage. Cattle prod. That doesn't kill people. Kill. Just see how far it goes, at least. Yeah, like oh, eight <laughs> people fell down. <laughs> and in fact, somebody from Panoma, Oregon, said that they felt it too. <laughs> in the chain, or actually, it won't be Oregon because that's way up high. Uh, Very Arizona. Sensitive. Somebody in Arizona. <laughs> When you tase him in Louisiana, like, I did feel a little tingle. Yeah. At the, around that time. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, back to the future this week. There are two movies that we've seen since we recorded last that have been previously mentioned on the podcast. Mm. One, in my opinion, honestly, probably the best picture of last year. The other, a major disappointment. Mm. Which one do you want to talk about first? Good uh, or bad? Let's talk about the good one first. Good one, Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Jesse, I know you saw it. You recommended it to us, telling mm. us how great it was. Uh, I was absolutely blown away by that movie. I love the ending. It was, oh, it was yeah. so funny. That movie was <laughs> funny. The ending? You thought it was funny? I thought the ending was hilarious, where he just starts going and he, he mouths fuck you to the guy. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a funny moment. It was but awesome, it was but tense, yeah. I mean... No, I thought that was great. It made I th- me laugh. Oh, I thought the movie... I was also whole, drinking, but I really thought that was funny. It was, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it was funny, but it, you know, that, that doesn't mean the ending was humorous, is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But that film was... at and, J.K. Simmons, when he, all I cared about Oscar Knight was that he won. Like, yeah. that man deserved, he deserved best actor, not supporting for this film. That's how good he was. Of all the uh, best picture nominees ever, it was like the second lowest grossing. Yeah, I'm going to read that. It's crazy. And it was it, really good. I was, I'm sure more people have seen it now yeah. at this point. Because when, when you told me the premise, I was like, that's kind of, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's definitely a movie I would not have sought out. Yeah. Unless somebody like a I watched close it because I've mentioned. been studying music films. Yeah, later. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't even hear about it until it was nominated, and you mentioned, like, yeah, I saw that. It was really good. You know, yeah. a drum, and you told me the premise. Like, yep, I definitely would not have seen that unless you told me about it. Yeah. But good God, it was amazing. J.K. Simmons really makes the movie. Although, yeah. I feel like the guy that wrote the book that it's based off of is kind of a whiny baby. Because, <laughs> well, because, like, I mean, you've done music in school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're supposed to be hard on you. And they are. They are. That, that definitely reminded me of my Get over teachers. it, you big baby. <laughs> And that was an exaggerated version. Like the exactly he what it was. Ex- That's what it you was do with exaggerated movie, from the book to the movie, and then the book was really exaggerated too. And he's even said like the character 
is not based off of like one person that abused him or anything like that. It's an amalgamation of people that taught him and then people he's heard of like just in that You go to life. school in Louisiana around here? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, my band teacher used to oh, throw symbols also, at me. So. <laughs> also, it was his high school band director, not a college. So they can't treat you that way in high school. There's, They can be hard on you, and they can be <laughs> verbal and physical, Hold but not wait. to Let's that have, degree. Jesse, you were in high school. But not yes. to that degree. Was that anything close? Well, once again, it's a movie. You want yeah. to exaggerate to well, make it interesting. Well, of course you do, because otherwise you're just like, stop yeah, whining my, about your band director, you big my nerd. My band director threw symbols, because uh, I played symbols one year, and after... Uh, Ball game, I accidentally inverted them. And he just took them and started throwing them against the ground until <laughs> oh, they went shit. back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. How you, did you do that? Then, well, yeah. He was playing you, uh, Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that timing. Yeah. I had to dip my hand in ice. No, no, no. <laughs> we missed the perfect Top Gun reference. He was inverted. There we go. <laughs> Always for that. Uh, so yeah, there's it's never inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, like they're hard on you. They're supposed to be hard on you. The guy, he's kind of a whiny baby. But it did make a great movie. That's what it was. And uh, honestly, I mean, somebody probably asked him, "Where did you get the inspiration for it?" Yeah, and that's the answer. Well, let me ask you all this: Do y'all think he was a villain? Would you consider J.K. Simmons' character a villain? No, because he got no, his guys to perform on a level. Exactly, because I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, "He was a great like for. you know villain like." No. He's not a villain. He pushed them to he perform is like a good the best character. that they could do. Yeah, that's what it is. And he, his methods were successful. He was renowned for what he did. People sought he, out he his program. He made a villainous move at the end. Yes. Yeah. But he's not But a hey, he got fired. I mean... Well, because the whiny guy was taking it personal, got him fired, yeah. then it's personal. Before yeah. that, he just wants his band to perform so that they're going to get superiors when they go to yeah. you know, perform. And it worked hmm. for years and years and years and years. And this one guy has a mental breakdown. Well, I mean, they, they said like some other people were whining about it too. Well, yeah, I mean, the guy that killed doing... himself. Yeah. And then they were like, "Hey, spoilers you've for had this... Whiplash." Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, we already kind of said talk yeah. about the end anyway. But uh, yeah, I was. That's it, that is. <laughs> that the, was a unicorn. That is the best mm-hmm. film I saw. Like that was above everything else. Mm-hmm. That I still think about that film. Yeah. And just it was just really his good. whole little and it was so well acted. His too. speech about how he will never tell somebody good job is, in my opinion, one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, definitely. Like, that makes people lackadaisical and that yeah. makes stuff suffer, especially in something like that where you have to be. He he wanted him to be the best so bad, and like you know, he kind of shot himself and the dude in the foot. But like all the little just, leaguers getting trophies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. So yeah. not everyone's like, eh, I did, I did well enough. So what do you think about the like literally the end after the whole fuck you part, Love and they're that staring part. at each other? Gave me chills. It was I, awesome. I thought it was they both realized they were both like they real they had that connection that like uh, yeah, not that, that they're gonna be friends after, but like he he real like they're the gonna kid kiss. realized what he was saying and he realized you know that he he could do it. Yeah, you know because when he did that whole yeah, was, even though he made just the villainous move, his character was still true at the end. Yes. Yeah, that's that was that's what I, when when they had that shot where they show their eyes and they look at each other and you could just he's like okay we're tell, on the like, same page exactly again. he just yeah. you know they just go and he brings yeah. the band it was I get chills thinking about it, it was so good, <laughs> it and, was they, good. and the thing and, and there's not a word said yeah for yeah. the last 15 minutes of the movie it's them playing well that's mm-hmm. the point he and doesn't want words so, he wants you to perform and prove to him and yourself that you can do it yeah he doesn't want to talk about it he doesn't want you to say well I did the best I could he doesn't give a shit do it or don't. 
But yeah, send us your thoughts. Eighties revisited. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal movie. Go if you haven't seen right. it, go see it by all Gmail. means. Uh, and then the Alan Turing movie that was really good too. We liked. Oh, uh, the Imitation Game. Yeah, it was good. I haven't we, seen that yet. It's good. It was good. I have to watch that then. Now let's talk about the movie that sucked. Uh, yeah, we talked mentioned it before on the podcast. I can't remember when. I think it was either it was one of the Rockies. We talked about Dragon Blade with John Cusack and Adrian Brody. You watched that? Mar- yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, Jackie Guess Ch- what? It wasn't good. <laughs> really? Jackie Chan, Adrian Brody, Adrian John Brody Cusack. Brody did a good job. Adrian wow. Brody was awesome. He has an Oscar. He was aw- no, no, no. <laughs> Doesn't he? No. Oh, he, he has an Oscar, yeah. 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 Pianist. He is the youngest, youngest Oscar winner 29. ever. To, uh, I love him. <laughs> you must but like two cans too with big fucking beaks. <laughs> I do love Fruit Loops. I do love Fruit Loops. But, uh... <laughs> We, we watched the trailer on the podcast. The trailer shows nothing but action. Uh-huh. And I, I'm a sucker the for... The trailer looks like a good movie. It does. It's I, not. I love martial arts films. Like, right. I'm, you know, it's it's uh, not one of those either. It's, it, it's, a, it's a big fucking boring drama until the last five minutes. But and it wow. has the silliness of a Jackie Chan movie. No, 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 no. Like Rush no, Hour in no, China. No, I yeah. won't even say that. <laughs> it, it does. No, no. It, it's he not. accidentally touches a woman's boobs and they both go, oh! That's a... That's a <laughs> oh, hold on, whoa, 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 Because you're unfamiliar with Asian cinema. That's like a, a trope in Asian cinema. Like, like oh! They, men act uh, embarrassed well, that and they happened. touch a woman. In the very beginning. But anyway... But, but you know how Jackie Chan... His stuff is always pretty silly? Like, he makes silly movies. What's the name of this movie? Uh, Dragon, Dragon Blade. Blade. Dragon. No, he does make... No, his American movies are silly. Yep, his Asian stuff... this was silly. Well, this it, came out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. is almost a seven. That's that is so generous. <laughs> Jackie Chan must be on here spamming the shit out of that. <laughs> no, no, it's all the Chinese people, the billion Chinese. <laughs> it's That's only a true. thousand There's users. So many of them. Twelve hundred people. It's bad, but here's why it's bad to me. Is it, I don't find it that it's not that it's silly. It's it's so it's dripping with melodrama, and it's so. I stupid. feel like they made it. Hoping Americans would see it, like they made it, thinking like we're gonna put two white guys in it, bucks. and then the Americans are gonna be all over it. And the effects are terrible. It's bad. It's like the Chinese <laughs> knockoff of an American movie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, but honestly, Cusack was awesome as like a like his performance as a Roman soldier is supposed to be a badass. And got a little. Oh, weird. I was I was getting there, but then the end <laughs> it goes again, dripping with melodramatic crap that's so ridiculous, like soap opera. Okay, let me let me say. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to spoil this movie because you really shouldn't doesn't need to see it. Spoilers for Dragon Blade. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no one oh, okay, will ever okay, see okay, it no, anyway. No, I'm sure some people will because I mean, it's a Jackie Chan movie. I mean, Tim might. He, he listens. Yeah, because, well, and also it's a Jackie Chan movie. But anyway, uh, you know how in... Uh, Wait, is that a pro or a con? That, 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 you, listen, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to martial arts movies. So shut your pie hole. <laughs> I'm being verbally abused by my spouse on radio. This will show up in a This is a podcast, not a radio. <laughs> is there a difference? Yes, there is. This isn't live. It's live for us, but it's not a live no, but, like, but you listen to it on the radio. No, you listen to it on your iPod. Yeah. Or MP3 in the player. car through the radio? <laughs> yes, through, no. through the uh-huh. speaker. No, no, through the speakers <laughs> yeah. where the sound comes out. But anyway, look, wrap, let's wrap this up real quick. we got another movie to talk about tonight. All right. Anyway. You mean uh, in two weeks? Or yes. What, next in, week? in a week when we come back. <laughs> but, uh... What I was getting at, you know, in, in most movies when there's, you know, there's two leads, two heroic characters, and one of them dies. Yeah. They usually treat that person dying respectfully, like, or they don't show it, or like, you know, like, like when Yoda dies, there is another, you know, it's just he dies yeah, in yeah. his sleep. They like, John Cusack dies in this film, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, you see it coming a mile away. But 
they show a slow it. Jack like he's burning, like he's on fire and his eyes are ripped out and he's like, yeah. like Nicholas Cage burning. Yeah. Like <laughs> almost. <laughs> it, it's so over dramatic. Like okay, let me say this. This is how it, this part is funny. You are this the end this part this whole exchange is so bad and hilarious. Uh Cusack is like chained up and uh Adrian Brody blinds him and he's like he tells Jackie Chan's character, Go save everybody. And then Jackie Chan's like, I will. And he walks away and he's like, I forget his name. So he's like, Jackie Chan. He's like, what, my friend? And he, tell, he tells him something else. And he's like, and he's like, okay. And he's going to leave. And he's like, Jackie Chan, kill me. And he's like, okay. No, no, no. Uh, something collapses and it, it, start, it, it lights it on fire and he can't talk to him anymore. And he's like, I'm sorry, my friend. And he's like, I'm going to go save, our fr- save your friends now. And he's like, okay. And he's walking out the door before he gets to the door. Jackie Chan, kill me. And then he picks up a crossbow. And he shoots it, and we're treated to about a 30-second long slow-motion crossbow shot. Yeah. <laughs> Go, like, through gates and through flames, and then hit John Cusack. Not in the head to kill him instantly, oh, but in the throat, and he's like... <laughs> 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 it's so slow, funny. painful death, while blinded, without anesthetic, while <laughs> on, on fire. fire. And this is, a, this is a... The villain gets a quick death. Yeah. I Adrian Brody. specific. <laughs> Adrian Brody just gets his throat slashed, and he's like... <laughs> you know, he gets a he good dies. death, a quick death. And the hero you're supposed to respect and love is, like, tortured for the last five minutes of his life. The use of slow-mo in this movie is uncalled for. There is a slow-mo bro-jump high-five slap deal. Oh, nice. Um, She's exaggerating. It was No, they didn't high-five. They just hugged. They hugged. Oh, I'm sorry. There was no high-five. It was a slow-mo jump hug. Jump hug. It makes a difference because it is ridiculous to see 16th century Romans (laughs) and Chinamen jump up and Uh high-five or just hug. One is definitely more ridiculous than the other. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like they're pretty much on the same scale. You have been drinking, <laughs> but anyway, I would. We would all recommend that not you not see, see this, this movie. As, as enticing as the trailer okay. looks, avoid it at all costs. It's not good. I hate to say it. And then the theory of everything that was terrible. Oh, oh. Well, if you want to talk about other, yeah. Uh, what an overrated fucking movie. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. There is no, there is no point to that movie. It's Cumberbatch's. Just like, Alan Turing, so much better than Red Mains, or Red Mains, um, you know, that guy. It's because he went full retard. <laughs> yep. It's true. Like, I don't, okay, That's I'm, I'm going to admit, I don't like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. I hate it. And, and Les Mis, he's the week, I'm just like, oh, Kermit the Frog's on the screen again singing his stupid fucking song. <laughs> Show me more Hugh Jackman and uh, the other people. pretty much it. But anyway, I, like, I'm not a fan of him. I'm Look not, at him. He's but, so weird looking. But, uh. We, we were watching it's like uh, you, he won the Oscar simply because he was imitating Stephen Hawking he won for imitating mm-hmm. he won the imitation game but he <laughs> didn't do a good job though I wouldn't say he didn't do it he, he did a great job of imitating something 7.8 I don't know it's not a good like there's no point to the movie uh-uh. in my opinion like somebody just thought like and oh Stephen Hawking's really hot right now let's make a movie about him and it's not even supported <laughs> Stephen as Stephen Hawking. Hawking's story so hot right now yeah, it's, it's based Stephen on a book Hawking's his wife. ex-wife's book Right. So his PR company has in no way endorsed it or supported it or said, yeah, it's true. Yeah, mm. uh, Stephen Hawking was a, a cheating bastard, well, which yeah. you wouldn't think because he's confined to a wheelchair and can't yeah, move. Yeah, he's, he's got ALS. Yeah, which, you know, that's terrible. Like and he, he, he is a genius, not discounting that, but this movie it was bad. is not good. And Redamine's performance was bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. It just it didn't, it did not deserve to beat what who he beat for Best Actor. Yeah, Cumberbatch's Turing was Awesome. Now Michael Keaton's social. Yeah, Oscars Michael. remind me of playing like old school uh, MMOs where there was only like two pieces of loot, <laughs> and like Redmayne gets it. He's like, "Oh, I won the roll." <laughs> he wins the roll with like 
like uh, no one expected like, him to get Michael Keaton rolls a ninety eight, <laughs> Cumberbatch rolls a ninety six, and Maine rolls a ninety nine. Like yeah, I got the and he's loot. the one that comes into the raid late and like dies. And <laughs> he did go. He came way late. Look at this. Yeah. No idea what any of that means. It's okay. You don't need to. Like he didn't come into the raid till like two thousand eleven. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's kind of, uh, any other movies that you could think of that we saw that you want to bring up? No, I just I wanted to complain about um, Imitation Game versus Theory of Everything. Yeah, Imitation Game, phenomenal. He great. looks weird in this picture. That <laughs> whoa, I thought that was him. what's her name. Yeah, I, I remember uh, them talking about this role. Whoa, crazy! I thought that was a girl. Like I don't, I, I, I did not think that was him that's when I looked at that picture. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's transgender. <laughs> He's no, 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 not. that's that movie. It's that movie, uh, yeah, the Danish girl. But it's a Weird. Boy. Yeah, it comes out. He pulls this it off. Year. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm, okay. oh, he's playing a trans, or he's playing a woman, so I guess that means another Oscar Going nomination. For another fat loop piece. <laughs> yeah, like Jared Leto. He's going to gain a bunch of weight. Yeah, and then, then lose it dramatically. But anyway, of course, if you want to drop us a line on any of the variety of topics and tangents we've talked about, 80sVisit at gmail.com, 80sVisit on Facebook at. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Facebook what? is at Awesome Pods. Yeah. Twitter's at Awesome Pods. AwesomePods.com. Awesome Pods, plural. There's more than one podcast on the Awesome Podcast Network, uh, such as old episodes of Geekly Those Dual Attack, the Jesse Sedgley Podcast. Why don't you know this? Republic City Report. And always a good shout out to our good friends over at in Lafayette with Now versus Nostalgia. And keep your ears open for some new podcasts in the future on the Awesome Podcast Network. We'll see what yep. happens. we got some ideas cooking. But next week we finish this four-film block of Stallone celebrating the winner of our 100-character, 80s-character countdown, Battle Royale, by talking about, ironically, the last movie we're doing is First Blood. So, And next then week, after that, we'll talk about some girly movies. Maybe. I have a, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> the end. With unicorns. Oh, the last unicorn. I'll totally do that one. I love that movie. Oh, you kid. forgot to introduce yourself. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> no. okay. Oh, what is this? Memento. I'm Trey Harris. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe. Leonard Shelby. Yeah. What's my name? Teddy. Teddy. Bye. I have a tattoo that says, Don't "Ignore trust. the woman to your left. Don't trust her." <laughs> Don't trust. Her. That was on the picture. On the back of the picture. Yeah. Said, Don't tr- <laughs> I forgot her name. But Carrie Ann Moss's character was like, "Don't trust her." Such a good movie. There it was. Or another time. So not well. seen it in forever though. The one does I need to I need to revisit that two thousand <laughs> movie. But until next week, everybody, I will remain Trey Harris, my lovely wife. Oh, I'm not really here. It's all in his head. It's like a beautiful mind, but about a podcaster. It's like Kevin Smith's version of a beautiful mind. And always, my producer. Jesse Sedgley. See you next week, everybody, when we draw first blood. Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.